0: I have a voice started out as a whisper turned into a scream made a beautiful noise shoulder to shoulder marching in the street when you're all alone it's a quiet breeze but when you band together it's a choir of thunder and rain now we have a choice because I have a voice I'm not living to die Don't stand in a wasteland looking at me in the eyes Stop living a lie And stand up next to me You got to put one foot in front of the other With a hand in the hand holding on to each other Now go on and rejoice Cuz you have a voice stronger than your feet, it's believing you belong, it's for calling out the wrong, from the silence of our sisters to the violence of our brothers, we can, we can can change against the river Feel the pain of another. I have a voice and I let it speak for the ones who aren't yet really free, it's killing me.
1: No, no one, one is saying what we need to hear,
0: and I will not let silence win, not when I see all the pain the people are in, there's no other choice, cause I have a voice. Oh, Stronger than your fear It's believing you belong It's for calling out the wrong From the mouths of our mothers To the lips of our daughters We can, we can dream Like a brother speaking loud like a father's We can, we can heal
2: Can you hear us?
0: Can you hear us now? I have a voice It started out as a whisper Turned into a scream Made a beautiful noise Shoulder to shoulder Marching in the street. When you're all alone It's a quiet breeze But when we band together It's a choir of thunder and rain Now we have a choice Cause I have a voice Now we Cause I have a voice Now we have a choice Cause I, I-
2: Thank you, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Nancy Merritt. I am honored to serve on your board of trustees. We have a few announcements, as we always do, on Sunday morning. And I want to welcome you this morning on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday, and welcome those who are live streaming with us today as well. Our services are at 930 and 1130 every Sunday, and we welcome our live stream audience again today, and watch our services anytime on demand, or on our website, or on YouTube. This afternoon, we have two opportunities for you. We have one that, ha- that was canceled, that's Mindful Money Matters, so if anyone was planning on that, that one is canceled today, but we have two other things going on this afternoon. One is you are invited to coffee, tea, and Reverend Pat, which will be in the Fillmore Room, and this is an opportunity to learn more about Unity Minneapolis, get to know Reverend Pat, and meet others in our community. Also this afternoon, high school-aged youth their parents and their caregivers are invited to join Cassidy on the patio at 1 p.m. today for pizza games and getting to know one another and giving and getting information about upcoming programming. So please join if you're in that, if you're in that era of life. If you're interested in learning more about being a prayer chaplain, chat with Margie and Julie after the service to give more infor- get more information. There's also an affirmative prayer workshop on Wednesday evening the workshop offered on Zoom is open to everyone but it's required for those who want to serve as a prayer chaplain. And then our fall book program gets underway in October and this book the book this year is The Way of Gratitude A New Spirituality for Today by Glenn where, Gwen Garridge. Did I get that right? Glenn Gwen <laughs> It's close. So copies are in the bookstore and sign up sheets are in the garden court and on our website. The Board of Trustees meets this Monday evening, and if you would like to participate as part of that meeting, please sign up for Dialoguing and Love out in the Garden Court, or drop a note in the comment box, and we will get you assigned uh, a time and let you know when you can show up and be part of that meeting. The men's group also meets on Tuesday evening this week at 6.30 on the patio or in Friendship Hall, depending on the weather, and all men are welcome. Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m., there will be a celebration of life, for Mavis Mavis Bakken, who made her transition this last week. And according to our bylaws, all members must renew their membership in September. If you haven't already done so, please see Connie in the office to confirm your status. And then save the date for our annual pet blessing, which is on Sunday, October 9th at 2 p.m. Details for our upcoming events and all the activities I've talked about are on our church website, our Facebook page, our weekly emails happening at unity or peak of the week. You can also email or call the church office. And so now just take a deep breath and give yourself and those around you the blessing of this next hour together. And please join Reverend Pat for our opening prayer.
3: So let us take that deep breath together. And just release and let go. Surrender again to this presence within. Let go of all the busyness of the morning. And continue to bring your attention inward to this time in this place knowing without a doubt this morning that we are one with that presence thank you God one with that presence and today as we enjoy this beautiful fall day we also ask the question what do I need to release and let go so that I can step into life and live it more fully for myself So we open our hearts and we open our minds to each other. Open our hearts and open our minds to the many messages, those are spoken and those that are unspoken, that are shared today. We are grateful. Grateful that regardless of what we are facing in our life, regardless of what that may be, that God within is greater than that situation, greater than that thing. And so today, it is with great gratitude and appreciation for this community that together we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? Stand for our opening song.
4: truth. Make- beside him about to fall. that you are free. Well, at least in your mind, if you want to be.
3: It is great having the choir back. It feels like fall, so thank you so much for being here. Wow. Mm. And it's great seeing you. So many of you have not seen in some time, so just welcome back. In fact, it's been so long that perhaps you might feel that you are new this morning as well. You know, is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. We teach practical things that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. One of our core values here, my dear friends, is that of welcoming. So my dear friends, if you are new today or you feel like you're new today, we invite you to allow us to honor your presence here today. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. New or feel like you're new today. New or feel like you are new. We got courage over here. We got courage over here. Absolutely. That pocket of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity in Minneapolis. There's a card in that packet. If you choose to turn that into our book desk, we have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that very personal welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this, and that is, my dear friend, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, we behold the living presence of the divine within you. Let's appreciate our guest all the way from Des Moines, Iowa. Good to have you here with us today. We also welcome those that are live streaming with us today. And by all means, if you are new or you feel like you're new, just click on that link and someone will reach out to you and give you that personal one-on-one welcome. Now let's affirm together our vision which is found in your order of service. Together, centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. And the September affirmation for this series. Together, I shine God's light in the world. Again, I shine God's light in the world. The reading of our daily word.
1: We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You're invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box, and after the service, their prayer box is located in the garden court where you can add your written requests, and you may also submit your online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, then they're forwarded to Silent Unity, where they're prayed for an additional 30 days. The word for today is harmony. Harmony is the song of my life. Harmony is an integral part of music, adding layers of intricacy and depth. Without harmony and rhythm, a musical composition would be little more than a dissonant cacophony. With the resolution of each chord and the synchronization of every note, a symphony can touch my soul with peace. Similarly, my soul finds peace as I seek a in my relationships and every interaction I have. From a place of love and tranquility, I bring compassion to every situation. With the give and take of compromise, I build understanding and trust. I pro- approach every interaction with faith and the expectation of harmonious results. Harmonizing my mind and heart with the world around me, I welcome and do my part to create goodwill, meaning, and beauty. And scripture tells us from Roman 12, 16, live in harmony with one another. The word for today is harmony.
5: My friends in the congregation, as you can see, we've enlisted lot of hymn helpers today, but as you can see, the words are in the bulletin. This is your tune. We're all going to sing it together, so please join us.
3: invite you to join me in meditation and if you've not done so I invite you just to gently close your eyes shutting out the outside world and go to that place within that only you can go where you know and you feel that divine presence expressing as you today that life as it flows through you. And know without a doubt that you are one with it. So let us take another breath together and release, let go, relax your mind and body, allowing the chair to totally support you. And affirm silently with me I am a caring person and I make a difference in the world. I'm a caring person and I make a difference in the world. And my dear friends, when we hear about the turmoil in the world, let us all pause and ask, how can I make a difference? How can I make a difference? How can I help the world be a better place? Then as you release that question, begin to turn within in prayer. And open your own indwelling Christ presence within. Connect with that and ask for guidance and direction. And as a caring person, allow God within you to lead you. Making a difference right where you are. know that you have a willing spirit and a loving nature as you use your powerful qualities and share the peace of God in your heart. You share your strength of God as you move from fear to faith. And you use your God-given talents in ways that benefit the world That makes the world a better place So again silently affirm with me I Make a difference in the world I make a difference in the world And in this understanding I invite you just to rest in the stillness and the quiet and the peace in the silence. Thank you, spirit, for this quiet and the peace. And today we pray with those that have requested our prayers represented by our prayer box, our prayer chaplain, our prayer ministry, spirit squad. We hold each and every person that has requested our prayers in a consciousness of love and a consciousness of light, giving thanks in advance for answered prayer answered prayer so let us take another breath together and begin to return to this time in this place knowing that we have been in the presence of the divine we say thank you God amen
0: Face turned to the sun, weight on my shoulders, a bullet in my gun. Oh, I got eyes in the back of my head. for my people. While the clouds roll back and the stars fill the night, that's when I'm going to stand up, take my people with me. Together we are going to a brand new home, far across the river. And feel it in my bone. Early in the morning, before the sun. up take my people with me together we are going to a brand new home far across the river can you hear freedom calling calling me to answer gotta keep on keeping.
6: One word, wow. (laughs) Thank you, choir. I love the energy here today. You have been missed. So our September series, if you've been paying attention or you've been around, it's all about people get ready, stand up. In the words of Lori Dockin, if prayer is the prelude, then the postlude, the amen is the call to action. The call to action. I have the privilege today of wrapping up this series, <laughs> <laughs> and in the language of baseball, <laughs> I'm the closer. <laughs> so If you think our worship experiences on Sunday and special services and so forth just magically appear out of thin air, and all of a sudden it's what we experience here on Sundays, you are far from the truth. Lots of thought, lots of research, lots of prayer goes into the creation of these experiences. Eleven months of the year. I'm going to kind of let you know in some secrets here. 11 months of the year, Reverend Pat, along with his associate ministers, kind of assemble the themes for the year, for the months, and the individual lesson titles for each of the Sunday services. Our tradition at Unity Minneapolis is during the month of September, we turn the tables. And Lori gets to identify and select the theme and the lessons. (laughs) Now, what I want to be clear about is once, for those 11 months of the year, once those are set, that information is shared with Lori, and she does an amazing job of aligning this music on a consistent basis to support our messages. During the months of September, she picks the theme, she picks the lesson titles, and that's how it works. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes, as a minister, one is handed a lesson title and asked to scramble, what am I going to do with this? So, for today, my lesson title that was handed to me, thank you very much, Lori, is Stand Up If You're Out There. Stand Up If You're Out There. Let me know if I deliver for you on that. Let me set some additional context here. In the words of one of my favorite musicians, history shows us that energized leaders from diverse factions of life have had a divine ability to move us toward the light and invite us to join in the chorus of change, which is often accompanied by some of the most influential and inspirational music of our times. When we see hear, feel, and then join together with our neighbors in need, I believe that we can fully realize that we are one with each other on this journey to seek justice, love, kindness, and walk humbly with God. That's from Lori Dockin 2022.
5: Coming over
6: here now. <laughs> I, better stand up. I prepared no! her for th- <laughs> no! I, I prepared her for this so I'm not that cruel Lori I, I am curious if you'd share some of your thoughts in terms of uh, how this month came to be as it is
5: hmm. I'll try to be succinct Um <laughs> Words are very, very important, I think. And uh, uh, speaking this month or addressing it is very unnerving for me and maybe the hardest thing I've done during my tenure here because I believe it's so important, the times that we are in. And uh, you know, over time there have been causes and great leaders Gandhi and Maya Angelou and all these folks have helped us through many things. We're all minorities. Yes, we're one. We're human beings. Then it's like, I'm a girl. And then I have blonde hair. All the categories happen, but we're all human beings. And over the course of the history I've been around, when a minority is really in need of help or a cause is so loud, you can't close it when you shut your front door. um, Other minorities have gotten together and assisted that. I was so shocked when same-sex marriage passed. I was like, wow, whoa, oh, that's crazy. And I thanked all my friends that supported it because we saved $800 on insurance that first year. <laughs> it's really true. And, and I only have a couple more points I wanted to make. Um, of course, voting is important, but so often, we never know what a small thing can do to change our environment and and ripple, the butterfly effect, as it were. Um, I've loved gamely discussions with friends uh, with differing politics, because we talk policy and how to get there and what are the containers and what are the pieces of the journey. But I think we're really in a time where we're not discussing policy differences. We are uh, debating what the facts actually are. And there are people in power that are leaders, like Martin Luther King, that join hands. They walk with us. And there are people in power that are only concerned with who they are when they shut their front door, they're still in power. And I think our times are so vital. And you might not feel I can't do a big thing, do a small thing. We have to vote. Well, we don't have to, but I really encourage you to. Because we can have that ripple effect. And our neighbors, wow, there's so many folks. Pick a category, women's rights, transgender rights, racial, um, equity, fairness. We've lost our kindness. And the last point I want to make is just the meanness and the cruelty, which is the one thing I hate. I can take a million things. You can paint a wall in my house any color you want. I don't care. It's great. That's fine. But the one thing I just go, oh, it's just cruelty and mean. Um, I thought of one last thing while I was here. I grew up in a small town, you know, Benson. When my father died, he had $5 in his pocket. He was part of a community. He helped people all the time. There was always that feeling. And a few years ago, their political leanings went totally opposite of where they'd been for hundreds of years. And I got asked to be involved in some big occasions out there. And the first one was a year and a half ago. Um, And that was when it bubbled up that a town 12 miles away, an old church had been purchased by a white supremacist group and I was staying in touch with the folks at home and I went, wow, I actually thought I might get hurt. <laughs> I did, or when I was on stage, someone might yell things, like, I, which, whatever, but I, w- I had a little trepidation. I'd grown up there and I knew everybody when I left and did so for so many years. And it made me sad that I felt that way, but I went because I had to go. If you don't go... There's not a thing. There's a rumor, oh my gosh, she's gay, she's this, she's this. But I just came there, I was like, here I am, (laughs) it's great. I sold many pastries at the Benson Bakery, you wouldn't believe it that night. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to be brave, it really is. But you know what, once you stand up, it feels easy. Because then you take a step. Bobby McFerrin was asked, how do you scat sing? And he said, you sing a note, then you have to sing another note, then you have to sing another note. And you know what? We can do this, you guys. We can do it. If you're in a grocery store and somebody says a comment you can't even believe, you can turn and say, wow. Wow. How hurtful to this person that is helping us with our groceries. We can do it, okay? So this this is what this series is about. I hope you've had some inspiration. I hope it's been thought-provoking. I hope you feel led by the magic and the music that you've heard, that can be the leader to help you to stand. Because we can do it. We can. We can't be afraid, and we can't stay home. Okay? Um, I apologize for taking more than my three minutes.
4: <laughs> it was a two?
6: This is your lucky day. You get a twofer. You get two lessons for the price of one today. Lori, in all seriousness, I first came across you as an artist several decades ago, probably at the Times, and I've admired you as a musician, as an artist from that point in time. In the last few years, as I've worked with you, I've come to realize you are deep, soulful, compassionate, and wise, and I am honored to share ministry with you. Thank you, my friend. Now, as the series closer, I would not be doing it justice, I would not do that role justice if I didn't do a quick review of where we've been this month. So back at the beginning of September, Reverend Tony kicked off the series, and her lesson title was Prayers for Humanity. And she reminded us of our oneness with each other. And if you heard her lesson in that, it was all about the Garden of Eden. And she was very clear that the Garden of Eden is not a place, but it is a state of consciousness. And within that state of consciousness is a plan that leads us into the realization of our own divinity. Metaphysically, Eden is the plan and possibility of all of us realizing our divine potential as Jesus the Christ demonstrated. She reminded us that Jesus went to prayer often. And then he chose to take action. He chose to disrupt, to challenge, to poke at injustice and inequity. The next week, Reverend Pat, in his lesson, Shed a Little Light, reminded us that Jesus was the light of the world. And that we, too, are that light of the world. We're encouraged not to hide our light under that basket. We're encouraged to let that light shine. Here, we're also reminded to choose love and kindness because that person that you interact with on a daily basis, you may be, I may be the only Christ light they see that day. He also talked about the power and wisdom of non-resistance as modeled by Gandhi, by King, by Mandela, and the importance of ensuring that our means need to be consistent with our ends and our goals and objectives. If I want peace as an outcome, I can't be other than peaceful as I work towards that. Last week... Reverend Dr. Martha Creek's lesson was, if you're ready, come go with me. In her southern wisdom and charm, she let us know that as much as we would like to, we really can't control the knuckleheads of the world. (laughs) Knowing who we are, we can choose. We can choose the better path. Knowing who I am and what I'm about, I can make the choice to practice patience and kindness. Simply put, if I want no more knuckleheads in the world, I can't be acting like a knucklehead. She challenged us to let go easily when people don't recognize our preciousness and how important we are. Let it go. Each day and each moment, we have a choice. We have an opportunity to choose to begin again. And what we choose matters for today and for the future. She wrapped up part of her talk with this idea that I may not sit under the trees that I plant, but I plant them anyway. I plant them anyway. The song, Stand Up, was written by Cynthia Averill and is from the movie Harriet where she also played the role of Harriet Tubman. She received nominations from the Academy Award for Best Actress and Best Original Song. This song caused me to get curious about Harriet Tubman. I knew about her from the Underground Railroad and her uh, helping free enslaved people, but I didn't know anything about her personally. I got curious about her, and what I learned is that she endured... Almost her entire life, she endured tremendous suffering, heartache, and injustice. And yet, and yet, she chose to serve. She chose to make a difference consistently throughout her lifespan. She was born into slavery in March of 1822 and is originally named Mintra Ross. As a child, she was beaten by her owners, whipped by various masters. In early life, she suffered a traumatic injury. What had happened is one of the overseers threw a metal object intended for another slave, and it hit her in the head. She was never the same after that. She suffered uh, dizziness and, and some other sort of physical medical conditions. She also began to experience visions. Visions. And she talked about these visions and these vivid dreams. She ascribed them to premonitions from God that helped to inform her mission of what she took on. She was also raised Methodist, and she was very religious, very spiritual. In 1849, she escaped to Philadelphia, only to return to Maryland to rescue her family soon after. She went back multiple times to help family and friends attain their freedom. She gained the nickname Moses because it was all about the promised land of freedom and bringing people to that promised land. When the Civil War broke out, she began, She worked as a union, for the Union Army. She was a nurse, a cook. She also became an armed scout and spy. After the war, she retired to her family home on property she had purchased in Auburn, New York, where she cared for her aging parents. Once again, that example of service. She was active in the women's suffrage movement. She was working alongside Susan B. Anthony. She traveled to Washington, D.C. and Boston to speak on behalf of women's rights and the right to vote. She personally never learned to read and write. And yet, she funded a school to help folks who had recently been freed to have an education because she believed in the importance of that. She lived most of her life in poverty, partially due to her supporting others, but also because of some incredible injustice, specifically with the Union Army. Later, she became ill and had to be admitted to a home for elderly African Americans, and it just so happens that this home was something that she established many years before. She is an icon of courage freedom, and service to others. She is recognized as directly or indirectly helping to free thousands of enslaved people. She made her transition in March, on March 10, 1913, at the age of 90. Back to the song, Stand Up. Some of the lyrics are, and you heard them, Stand up, take my people with me. Together, we are going to a brand new home far across the river. Can you hear freedom calling, calling me to answer? Gonna keep on keeping on. For me, these lyrics are a call to action for all of us to take a stand once again a stand for freedom, a stand for peace, a stand for justice not just for some, but for all. While there has been progress made in some of these fronts, we're not yet at that brand new world. We're not at that brand new home. Freedom. Freedom is calling, calling me, calling you to answer. Freedom from the slavery of injustice, the slavery of oppression, the slavery of war, Freedom from the slavery of poverty and greed. Freedom from the destruction and annihilation of Mother Earth. Freedom, as defined by Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our movement, is the quality or state of being without thought or restraint, bondage, limitation, or repression, having a sense of complete well-being it is a result of regulating one's life according to principle not according to what anyone, what anyone else thinks or says true freedom is aligned with christ consciousness the words take my people with me caused me to ask the question who are my people who are my people If we hold true to the idea of oneness, if you buy into that we are one with all, then the answer in terms of who is my people is everyone are my people. Every one of us. One with each other. I am not my brother's, my sister's keeper. I am my brother. I am my sister. Consider the line, far across the river. Metaphysically, river represents the vitality and the healing energy of life, the current of thought and the current of vital forces of life. We can't get to that brand new home, that place of freedom, until we tap into that healing and vital energy represented by the river. We can't get to that divine plan of Eden until we tap into our individual and collective divinity. We need to wade through that river to get to that place. The song ends with the lyrics, I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. These words come from the book of John, specifically chapter 14, verse 2. And in the book of John, chapters 13 and 14, oftentimes these are referred to as the mystical teachings from the upper room, and it is believed where Jesus is preparing his disciples and preparing for his departure and preparing to help launch his disciples' ministry after he leaves. John chapter 14 begins, let not your hearts be troubled. You trust God, now trust me. There are many rooms in my father's home, and I am going to prepare a place for you. If this were not so, I would tell you plainly. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know where I am going and how to get there. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We haven't any idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way the truth, and the life. The statement, let not your hearts be troubled, tells us that through faith and trust in God, we are better able to control ourselves when under stress. Metaphysically, the many rooms reference is about varying degrees of awareness and realization of the truth of our being. The place to which Jesus went to prepare is a state of mind or consciousness, not an actual place. This consciousness can only be attained through that realization of oneness, just as Jesus demonstrated. Each of us, by our own thinking, establishes for ourselves that state of mind. It's all about that second principle, thoughts held in mind we too, I believe, are called to prepare a place for others by demonstrating that higher level of consciousness. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life, he was referring to his realization of his complete oneness with God and modeled that as potential for all of us. I want to step away from the spiritual and the metaphysics for just a moment and talk about practical application in today's world because we're all about practical spirituality. Do you consider yourself an agent of change? Do you believe your thoughts, words, and actions impact our world? Do you believe... That you can make a positive difference in our world? Do you believe that you are a force for good and light within our world? Perhaps it's just me, but it seems like the last few years have been uniquely challenging, to say the least. (laughs) Let me share a bit of optimism and hope from a book uh, called The Tipping Point. How Little Things Can Make a Big Difference. This is written by Malcolm Gladwell. And he discusses the psychological and sociological variables that are linked to changes that impact our daily life. He defines a tipping point as that moment of critical mass, the threshold, the boiling point. The book seeks to scientifically explain and describe the sociological changes that impact our lives. He states that ideas, messages, and behaviors can spread like viruses do. He cites some examples of this in terms of what uh, he has observed, and it's about reducing crime in New York City, as well as superficial examples related to fashion and the rise of hush puppy shoes in the 1990s. (laughs) The tipping point phenomenon has been specifically linked to positive social change related to the reduction in violence, the reduction in smoking, the reduction of teen suicides. Gladwell describes the three agents of change that help to facilitate this occurrence of this psychological tipping point, potentially leading to that social change that's more positive. The first one is the law of the few. The law of the few. And this is about the success of any kind of social change is heavily dependent on the involvement of people with a particular and unique set of gifts. According to Gladwell, this is the 80-20 principle, which is the notion that any situation, roughly 80% of the energy is provided by 20% of the individuals or the participants. So when we talk about transforming the world, when we talk about a world of peace... It doesn't require 50, 60, 70% to get to that tipping point. It begins with the few. He also talks about the stickiness factor as another one of these factors to help support change. He refers to the specific content of a message that renders its impact memorable. The content of the message makes it memorable. As an example, when I mentioned the war in Ukraine, Chances are you're reminded of that human suffering, and in some ways it may have been sort of blurred in all the other challenges in the news cycle that we have been hearing about. When I tell you that my brother, his wife, and three sons are in St. Petersburg, Russia, it makes it a little bit more personal. When I tell you that I had a conversation this morning before coming over here with my 26-year-old nephew, beautiful, smart, loving young man. He is preparing to leave his country because he thinks this war is, is terribly unjust. So I don't know when I'm going to see my beloved family again. So it's kind of personal, kind of personal. Then there's the power of context that human behavior is sensitive and strongly influenced by its environment. He tells us that we are sensitive to the conditions and circumstances that surround us. As an example, he offers uh, evangelist John Wellesley, who in the 1700s helped to provide positive change and support for social issues, including the abolition of slavery and prison reform. This was a smaller group of people who believed passionately in doing the right thing on behalf of their neighbors. Malcolm Gladwell and his concept of the tipping point provides some needed hope regarding positive change. The possibility of this change can occur because of the efforts of only some. That a tipping point towards Eden can start with a few. This gives me hope, hope for a better world. When enough of us choose prosperity for all and say no to poverty for anyone, when enough of us choose generosity and say no to greed, when enough of us choose justice for all and say no to injustice, when enough of us choose peace and say no to war, when enough of us choose to honor Mother Earth and say no more to her destruction, when enough of us say yes to accessibility for all And stop saying no to some. When we get to that point, when there is enough of us, we will get to that tipping point. What if? What if we are the generation that ends poverty, hunger, and war? What if we are that generation? Is that possible? Can we really afford to wait? is another question I want to close with the words of the late John Lewis this was shared as part of our world day of Prayer experience earlier this month and i think the words bear repeating he tells us and these words were published after he passed he says though i may not be here with you i urge you to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe. In my life, I have done all I can do to demonstrate that the way of peace, the way of love and nonviolence is the more excellent way. Now it's your turn to let freedom ring. When historians pick up their pen to write the story of the 21st century, Let them say that it was your generation who laid down the heavy burdens of hate at last and that peace finally triumphed over violence, aggression, and war. So I say to you, walk with the wind, brothers and sisters, and let the spirit of peace and the power of everlasting love be your guide. Here's the bottom line, what you do, what I do, what we do makes a difference, what kind of difference will you make, what kind of difference will you make, what will you choose, what will you stand for?
0: you hear this message wherever you stand I'm calling every woman calling every man we're the generation we can't afford to wait the future started yesterday and we're already for a melody, searched for someone to lead. We've been looking for the world to change. If you feel the same, then go on and say, if you're Say it loud if you're out there. Tomorrow, starting now, now, now. No more broken promises, no more call to war, unless it's love and peace that we're really fighting for. Because we can destroy hunger. We can conquer hate. Just put down the arms and raise your voice. Joining hands today. Oh, I, I was waiting for a song to sing. I searched for a leader, but the leader was me. And we are looking for the world and change and we can be heroes just go on and say if you're out there sing along with me if you're out there i'm dying to believe that you're out there stand up and say it loud every man, because we're the generation. We can't afford to wait. The future started yesterday, and we're already
3: Thank you, Rachel, thank you, Lori, thank you, band, thank you, choir, thank you, Judy. Outstanding music program this morning. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Reverend Kevin, you're an excellent closer. Thanks again for a wonderful lesson this morning. Thank you very much. I want to do a shout-out. Karen Bodine was to do this this morning, and she was not available this morning. But on uh, September the 10th, we did something for the first time. Our outreach team did this, and I'm so proud of them. We went out. We did something called Open Street. Open Street, and this was the first time we participated in it. And this was held on Penn and Broadway in North Minneapolis. And we had a booth there for the first time. And it was so exciting to see so many people come by that booth and inquire about unity not only did we have a game for the kids to play I forgot exactly what it was called but it was fun and they had they gave them candy and things but also we had things like daily word to give out and a little bit about what we were about I can assure you one thing we did not push it on anybody But we let a lot of daily words and a lot of our literature go. As a matter of fact, some of the folks that we met that day in such a beautiful way attended our picnic on the 11th. It touched my heart to see that. But also, my dear friends, really what touched my heart was one of our former prayer chaplains was able to pray with a man that came by our table that day and his brother had been killed the day before, and our prayer chaplain took his hands and prayed with him there. I can assure you that that man will not forget Unity Minneapolis. What our outreach team is doing, what you are doing, my dear friends, is making a difference in the world. You know, we do, we make a difference, and it's because of you that we're able to do that. So I am just so appreciative of the few hours that I was able to spend there that day, I almost didn't go. I had a busy, busy weekend and I was so grateful. It touched my heart. I want to give a huge shout out for our outreach team. Thank you very much. Wow, wow. So I'm going to invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. It's easy to do so. There's many different ways you can do that. You can do it electronically. You can do it on our app pay. You can go on our website under Donate and do it. You can write a check like I do often. You can participate in our consistent giving program. There's many ways to participate. If you're streaming with us today, we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. You are a part of us and we are one with you. Let's just wave to them just for a moment. Just turn around and wave to them. Yes, yes, uh, we did that recently and I got such great feedback from that. You are those in the room and those outside of the room. But wow, it's great. You're part of us, we're one with you. So let's affirm together our church offertory blessing and it's found in your order of service. Let's affirm this together. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am, now silently. Thank you, God. Amen. So let's take a moment as we bless these gifts. We bless all the gifts that's been received in the mail. We bless all those participating in our consistent giving program, our unexpected income program. We bless these gifts and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you, thank you God. And so it is, amen. On duty unity prayer chaplains, please stand. These individuals arrived early. They held sacred space in the sanctuary. They're here today to hold that sacred space with you. And so if you have prayer requests today, please seek out a unity prayer chaplain. Also, you too can be a unity prayer chaplain. There's information to be shared today. Look, Margie, wave to us just a moment. Mar- yeah, we have our prayer chaplains. They can help you with that. Thank you. And you may be seated. We begin a brand new seven-week series next week that I'm excited about. I believe that this series can be life-changing for our community. I'm going to say that again. I believe this series next week can be life-changing for our community. It begins next week. It is a seven-week series. Mark your calendars. You don't want to miss it. I'm going to invite us to our youth, youth, youth. We got youth. Great. Let's stand and bring them in.
0: The light in the light we are.
3: In the light, in the light, in the light, in the
0: light, in the light, in the light,
2: of God. Thank you. <laughs> we had a great time playing upstairs. And at 1130, our little kids are going to be doing heart agreements, so we decide how we want to be in the space with each other. And our teens and YOU will be looking at their vision statements for the year. So we hope you'll join us for that. Thank
3: you. Our volunteers. <laughs> so let us know our prayer for protection. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, I am divine, and all is swell.
0: Now there is peace on earth, and it has begun with me. Now there is peace on earth, the peace that was meant. the moment now with every step i take let this be my joyous ride change your life except for you. Don't ever let anyone step all over you. Just open your heart and your mind. Is, Is it really fair, fair to feel this way inside? Someday somebody's gonna, gonna, gonna jump, make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. goodbye. Tell that baby Are you I ain't gonna, gonna make him hold them, you gonna down and make you cry. Don't you know? do you know? Things will change. Things will go your way if you